Welcome to High on Healthy, energized by A6 Wellness. Each week, you will learn of the benefits of proper nutrition, supplementation, and personal development to live a healthy and abundant life. Now, here's your personal advocate for living a healthy and active lifestyle, Audrey Kerger. Thank you for joining me today on High on Healthy, energized by A6 Wellness. I am your hostess, Audrey Kerger, and my guest today is Dr. Lester Grinspoon, MD. A psychiatrist is a retired professor of Harvard Medical School and a well-published author in the field of drugs and drug policy. He has authored more than 140 articles in scientific journals and 12 books, including Marijuana Reconsidered and Marijuana, the Forbidden Medicine. Dr. Grinspoon is a frequent lecturer on drug policy issues and has appeared as an expert witness before the legislative committees in several states and several committees of the U.S. Congress. In 1990, he received the Alfred R. Linsmith Award for Achievement in the Field of Scholarship and Writing from the Drug Policy Foundation in Washington, D.C. Thank you for joining me today, Dr. Grinspoon. I'm extremely excited to have you on. Well, I'm delighted to be here. So let's let our listeners get to know you a little bit. Can you tell us who you are and where you've studied? Well, you've pretty much uh, uh, already done that. I'm a, I was uh, on the faculty of the Harvard Medical School, and uh, I went to school. I stayed on. I was at the Harvard Medical School, and then stayed on uh, on the faculty for uh, for all uh, those years till a few years ago when I retired. Um, I've done other areas. I've written a book on schizophrenia. I've done a number of other things, but my major uh, thrust academically is uh, uh, so-called illicit drugs. And the uh, the books of this discussion are a book called Marijuana Reconsidered, uh, which was published in 1971 with a second edition some years later. And then in 94, Marijuana the Forbidden Medicine. Um, and so I have been very involved. And in fact, most of the many emails are about mar- questions about marijuana. There's a great deal of interest in it. Well, I appreciate you sharing a little bit of your history. I want to get a little bit deeper. What was your main medical focus before cannabis? Uh, my main medical focus was uh, I'm a psychiatrist and uh my main work before that was in, uh, my main research was in uh, schizophrenia. And can you tell our listeners how cannabis came into your life and how you ended up realizing it wasn't this scary drug as it's been portrayed for the last 80 years? <laughs> yeah, I can. It's a, it's a strange story because in, you know, come the 1960s, a lot of people were using it. Uh, and I thought, oh, that's awful. This is a harmful drug. And then one night uh, when I uh, when I uh, I became uh, Carl Sagan, and I became very close friends. And the first time I was invited to a party at his house, uh, he and his friends were smoking marijuana, and I was shocked. I said, Carl, Carl, you mustn't do that. It's a very harmful drug. <laughs> And 
he looked at me and held out the took a puff and then held it out to me and he said, Lester, here have a puff. Uh you'll love it and it won't hurt you at all. <laughs> and that was the first thing. Uh now there have been other reservations that have been accumulating in my mind. But that was the first thing that really propelled me to go to the library and 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 find the data that would support my position that cannabis was a dangerous drug and should be avoided. And so I went into the Countway Library, and over the course of three years, I, I wrote other things about it along the way, but they were uh, in a different direction. I had an epiphany that I was 180 degrees wrong. Not only was this drug not harmful, uh, it's it's very hard to find the toxicity in this drug, uh, more so than any other drug that I know, and uh, it's also very useful uh, in my view in three areas. One, as a recreational drug, it's primary use. Two, as a drug which is therapeutic for, for a number of conditions. And three, uh, as attested to by many people, uh, something which uh, uh, they believe uh, helps them to uh, generate new ideas. Now, when I say that, it does help one to generate new ideas, but uh, some of them fall below the line of good ideas when one is not stoned, and some of them fall above that line, that there's something that you want to give some more thought to. So, I've come that far in my thinking about cannabis, and I certainly have come a long way to th from thinking that it is going to harm anybody. This doesn't mean to say that uh, I am uh, I am I am still concerned, and will always be concerned. Uh, with young people using it, just as I am with alcohol. I believe that uh, we know little about its effect on uh, brain development, and the brain, the human brain, isn't uh, fully developed to at least age 21. So my view is that, uh, that uh, you know, uh, I think it would be best if people achieve that age before they use it. But I have to be honest and say I have no data to prove that it is going to be deleterious if used before that. But as uh, someone who's very conservative uh, in, this, in the, this area of drugs, I, I would, uh, if I, in a perfect world, I would say, well, if people want to smoke marijuana, fine, it's better recreational drug, if that's what they want, uh, in my view, than alcohol, and safer, great. But I would, but for all these, whatever drugs that are used for non-medical reasons, I think uh, uh, it's best, uh, uh, I'm more comfortable, uh, uh, to the extent that I'm comfortable with any recreational drug, if it's used uh, when people are at least 21. Well, I appreciate you going into such depth and letting our listeners know really how this has come into your life and how it has helped 
change your mind. We do need to take a very short break, but when we come back, we will continue our discussion with cannabis expert, Dr. Lester Grinspoon. More when High on Healthy returns in a minute. Awaken, adjust, and aspire to hear more High on Healthy after this short rest break. This is Bobby Black, host of Blazin', here to talk to you about 420 Science. I've known Matt and Gary from 420 Science for over a decade. We've spent a lot of time together at the Cannabis Cups in Amsterdam, the Doobie Awards in their hometown of Austin. They were even at my wedding. And I've always admired their integrity and how they've built 420 Science from the ground up to become the most trusted online head shop. Visit 420science.com slash podcast for an exclusive deal on pipes and more from genuine people who put their customers first. That's 420science.com slash podcast. The smoke is rising, and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested. Welcome to the Cannabis Radio Network, founded by respected rainmakers who have been producing award-winning podcasts for over a decade. Industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network. CannabisRadio.com. Ignite the conversation on some trending topics along the Cannabis Radio social media network. Join our crew of thousands on our Cannabis Radio page on Facebook or at Canna Radio, C-A-N-N-A Radio on Twitter. Plus, look for our Facebook and Google Plus pages for all of our original programs and connect with Dr. Dina, Kyle Cushman, Dr. Mitch Earlywine, Nurse Heather, Doc Rob, the hosts of Gondrepreneur, and more. Connect with the growing Cannabis Radio social crusade at Canna Radio on Twitter or search for Cannabis Radio on Facebook, Google Plus, and Instagram and grow with us. Let's get back to getting high on healthy, energized by A6 Wellness, only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back to High on Healthy, energized by A6 Wellness. My guest today is Dr. Lester Grinspoon. He's a widely known author and has been in the cannabis industry and researching this for decades. He has a book that was released, Marijuana, the Forbidden Medicine, that describes a variety of ailments for which cannabis ingestion may be indicated. And Dr. Grinspoon also contributed a chapter to Jefferson Fish's book, How to Legalize Drugs. Now, we were just speaking about how cannabis had come into his life. And Dr. Grinspoon, I'd like to ask you now, how have you personally seen the miracle of this plant and what was your next steps into researching cannabis? Well, just to make one addition, my first book on marijuana was written in 1991. And it was uh, really to say, hey, hold up. We've uh, we've demonized this drug unfairly. It's not a terribly dangerous drug. It's not. It's, it's remarkable for its lack of toxicity. And then the second book that you mentioned, uh, it has to do more with uh, the ways in which it is useful uh, as a medicine, but it's useful for other purposes as well. 
Wonderful. I definitely agree that there are so many wide uses for this that we're really missing just a huge gap of, you know, employment opportunities across the world, first of all, and also health opportunities for not only the human mind body, but for animals alike and just planet. I personally have had this plant change your life, not only with your research, but maybe some personal experiences that you've had with others? Well, yeah, it came about actually uh, um, when I uh, uh, my, uh, became, uh, with whom I became close, very close, a close friend was Carl Sagan, the astronomer. And uh, uh, I amazed the first time I was, this was early in our relationship in the early, in the mid-60s when he invited us for the first time to his apartment to see him and some of his friends smoking marijuana. <laughs> and I, you know, uh, the uh, uh, as a physician, the ex-cathedral authority on drugs said to him, Carl, you mustn't do that. It's a very dangerous drug. <laughs> and he said to me, oh, no, no, let's here. He took a puff. And then he passed to me, he said, try it, you'll love it, it's, <laughs> and it's not going to harm you a bit. Well, subsequent to that, I went into the Conway Library uh, with the notion of, uh, of uh, you know, really getting the data to support my, you know, I asked myself afterwards, well, you know, what was the basis for my telling him that, you know, just just uh, uh, because I was a physician. and I, So I went into the library and discovered that, uh, well, I had a real epiphany. I was 180 degrees wrong. Not only was it not dangerous, it was probably the least toxic psychoactive drug I had ever heard of. And uh, uh, secondly, it... Uh, it was a very good recreational drug, and thirdly, it was useful for other purposes, uh, which I won't go into right now. But in any event, uh, that was the beginning of my education on cannabis, and uh, it's been uh, uh, something that I've been involved in ever since then. So can you tell our listeners, why does cannabis work so miraculously? <laughs> well, you say miraculously. <laughs> Other people would say devilishly. <laughs> but why does it work uh, so miraculously? Well, it uh, it alights. You know, it's interesting. There is a cannabinoid-like substance uh, that uh, uh, is found in the brain, and there are receptors. Uh, which respond to that, but but which also will will, will of course respond to uh, cannabinoids that are introduced uh, uh, through the respiratory system or any or the oral system. So uh, is that on my end or your end? I guess. It's, uh, but at any event, uh, there are uh, receptors which uh, which this. Uh, molecule affixes to, uh, which give one this high and the other uh, things that cannabis does when 
smoke it. So we have a lot of different ways to consume this plant. Our body has receptors in it that accept the molecules found on the plant. And so I guess my next question is, what types of things have you seen this plant help patients with since you've been researching this for so long? Oh, my goodness. I suggest that people go to my medical marijuana website and look at it, and they will find that there are lots of different things that it's useful for. Uh, to name one, it's an analgesic. Now, that is, it relieves pain. Now, it's not a poly, as powerful an analgesic as, let's say, the opioids, opium drugs, uh, but it is an, a mild analgesic, which some people use for you know, mild pain that they may have a chronic uh, osteoarthritic pain in their knees or, or what have you. Uh, uh, that's one of the things for it's, it's useful for. Now, anybody uh, familiar with, uh, with uh, literature will know that lots of people uh, feel that it helps them in their creativity and writing and so forth and so on. There are artists who will believe it's, it's helpful. So there, there are multiple ways in which it's helpful. And lots of people just like to use it because it enhances, uh, you know, if they're going out in a beautiful place in the country and it just, they believe, enhances that experience as it does uh, uh, apparently for lots of other experiences. Well, I definitely would have to agree since starting supplementation with cannabis, I have definitely had some miraculous things happen in my life and in my family's life. And that's why I'm here to share this information. One of the things that I've learned along my journey that maybe you could elaborate on is this whole process of homeostasis within the human body when ingesting cannabis. Can you tell us more about that? Well, first of all, don't use the word injecting because you don't inject cannabis. You can breathe it or you can eat it, but you can't inject it. It's not water-soluble, therefore not water, you can't inject it into anybody. Uh, and what were you saying about it when you have it, uh, when you take it? The homeostasis? Yeah, when you consume it, regardless if you're inhaling it or if you're eating it or, you know, taking a supplementation, maybe a capsule or a liquid. I've heard that it creates homeostatic balance within the body. Can you talk to us about that? Well, I, uh, you know, that, that's, uh, that's kind of a vague term, homeostatic ba balance in the body. So I, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure I can respond to that. I'm not sure what that means. What are some things that you, when you're doing your research, have you found that, you know, you're conducting your research on maybe laboratory mice or things like that. What have you seen that has really blown your mind within your studies? Well, I don't carry our research on mice. My research is uh, uh, looking at what people have, uh, have found and their experiences. And I think that, as I say, there are... Uh, my, I would 
that there are three areas which people find it helpful for, which I've already mentioned. Yes. Uh, so that's that's why the aside from and recreation, as I say, is the major one. They find it fun. We need to take a short break, but when we come back, we will continue our discussion with Dr. Lester Grinspoon. More when High Unhealthy returns in a minute. Awaken, adjust, and aspire to hear more High Unhealthy after this short rest break. Are you disturbed by the prescription medication commercials on television and their endless list of side effects? They go on and on and you end up having to take multiple pills to counteract the problems caused by the first pill. It never ends. Have you looked into CBD as a more natural option? At Saturn Ranch, we produce all-natural CBD topicals and THC-infused edibles. Premium lab-tested hemp-derived CBD is the most important ingredient in our products. From topical bombs, salt scrubs, bath-soaking salts to tinctures and edibles, you're sure to find something to help. Family-owned and operated, we at Saturn Ranch believe in and use our products daily. Don't put anything on your body that you wouldn't put in your body. SaturnRanch.com The Cannabis World of Tomorrow converges for the first ever Southeast Cannabis Conference and Expo in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, June 9th through the 11th. Register right now at seccexpo.com. TV talk icon Montel Williams, NFL All-Stars Ricky Williams, Marvin Washington, and Kyle Turley lead some of our top-tier panels in industry information, athletics, real estate, technology, medical research, and more. Meet hundreds of vendors and thousands of entrepreneurs at the 2017 Southeast Cannabis Conference and Expo in Fort Lauderdale. Last-minute registration is open now at seccexpo.com. The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. Vuber vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber Vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be, the Vuber way. Let's get back to getting high on healthy, energized by A6 Wellness, only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back to High on Healthy, energized by A6 Wellness. My guest today is Dr. Grinspoon, who became interested in marijuana in the 60s when its use in the United States increased dramatically. He had no doubt that it was a very harmful drug that was unfortunately being used by more and more foolish young people who would not listen to or could not believe or understand the warnings about its dangers. When Dr. Grinspoon began studying marijuana in the late 60s, his intention was to define scientifically the nature and degree of those dangers. But as he reviewed the existing literature on the subject, he reached the conclusion he and the general public had been misinformed and misled. Now, we were just chatting about the different types of uses of cannabis And Dr. Grinspoon, I'd like to ask, what are the most important things that you believe people should know about cannabis? Well, I think the most important thing about it is that uh, they should understand that there are three areas of use, as I say. One is as a recreational drug. Uh, You know, and, you know, if if I would... uh, When I started to use cannabis 40 years ago, I gave up alcohol altogether. I I don't even touch alcohol now because uh, 
I find cannabis much more rewarding and less toxic. You know, alcohol is toxic to neurons. Uh, cannabis, on the other hand, is neuroprotective. Um, and I think the uh, the uh, second reason is I find the uh, uh, and uh, I say I, I should make a say, uh, people who use it find that it's a much more uh, interesting high. It's a, it's, it, uh, it is not only uh, something that's pleasurable, but it can be used or may enhance uh, one's capacity to do uh, particularly some intellectual things. Uh, now, that doesn't mean it's an answer. I wouldn't advise anybody to use if they're going to go driving or do anything else that involves, you know, motor skills and and machines and so forth. Uh, I, I think what we're talking about is in your living room, a library. Um, it's, uh, it's uh, in my view... Uh, uh, oh, and I should also say it, there's an important that one can one can make selections about cannabis depending upon the strain you get. If you want to have a lot of the psychoactive effect, the high effect, then you get a strain which is high in THC or tetrahydrocannabinol. If you don't want that, let's say um, someone who's a patient, I'm not in the least bit interested in the psychoactive effects, fine. You can get a strain which is very high in CBD and low in THC. Uh, And that one will have uh, no psychoactive effect at all. But it will still have the therapeutic effect, for example, the anal, the analgesic effect. So, you know, to use cannabis, I think anybody who uses cannabis these days should learn a little about it because depending upon what you want to do with it, you have choices. And those those are the two extremes. You can have one that gets you high, or you can get a strain that doesn't get you high at all, but both of them have, you know, if you're dealing with pain or uh, or some, uh, I won't go into the other things that may be helpful to us, uh, but if you're using it for really medicinal reasons, you may not want to have the THC. You may not want to have the THC. You want to have the CBD. Uh, because it doesn't have uh, any high uh, quality. On the other hand, I think even people who use it medicinally may want it to have some degree of THC because THC is also a good antidepressant. It's not a great antidepressant, but uh, it's the kind of antidepressant (laughs) that helps you get through (laughs) seeing Donald Trump as I did on the on the television today. Um, uh, it, it's a very modest uh, antidepressant. It uh, it helps you not to feel down. Well, those are all re- 
Yeah, those are all really great reasons why people should definitely start getting educated on cannabis, the different ways of consumption, and how it can help them personally. Another question that I um, would love to hear your stance on is, what are your feelings on the United States of America's Department of Health and Human Services patent number 6630507? Well, I, I don't know much about it, to tell you the truth. I mean, what does the patent say? So the patent is actually titled Cannabinoids as Antioxidants and Neuroprotectants, and it was actually accepted by the federal government October 7th of 2003, and it says cannabinoids have been found to have antioxidant properties, and it goes on from there, 29-page document that was, you know, done by Dr. Julius Axelrod and many others, you know, investigating yeah, this. No, I'm familiar with it. Yeah, well, I think it's that's absolutely right. I, yeah. So, I, do you do you feel, you know, how what are your feelings that the government, you know, is kind of having two hands in this debate? One of them is a 29-page document saying that it can help. Yeah, and the other is don't use it at all. Exactly. <laughs> well, the government has uh, the government has a. Uh, a uh, split personality when it comes to cannabis, but uh, uh, it, it's I think it's backed away a lot from its anti-marijuana uh, stance. I see less of that now than I did before than I did when I first got into this. Leading on to that, what are your hopes for the future pertaining to cannabis in this country and across the world? You know. I think if cannabis took the place of alcohol, ultimately, uh, I'm not saying it will, but to the extent that this displaces alcohol, that will be a good thing. For one thing, cannabis doesn't hurt any tissue in the body, uh, whereas alcohol can. Secondly, I personally believe, and there are lots of other people who share this belief that it's a, a much nicer, if you want to call it intoxicant, than alcohol. I think what you get out of it is, uh, is you know, you get the relaxation, but you also get other things. And uh, uh, I think people uh, like me, a lot of people like me who, raised on alcohol. I didn't use cannabis until I was in my early 30, uh, 40s for the first time. But once I did start to use cannabis, I I just don't drink. Well, I drink a little wine at dinner, but I don't, you know, drink hard alcohol at all. I mean, and I used to. I used to go home and have a cocktail every night. I don't. I don't have cannabis every night, but now I just don't have alcohol. <laughs> Well, I think that's an amazing uh, forward-thinking site, and I believe that the more that we get this information out there, the more that that is going to become what our future truly is. Just so that you have a chance to share some of the books and articles and events that are coming up for you that you'd like to learn about, you want to um, let us know? Uh, you know, they, they can find me. I'm, you know, if they go to Lester Grinsler on the internet, they can find a lot of things that I've written and, and so forth.
Wonderful. So you heard it from one of the godfathers of cannabis himself. Um, look him up online, Dr. Lester Grin, um, and see what he is up to. Now, we do have to wrap it up. To continue this discussion, please visit a6wellness.com. You can download episodes by going to cannabisradio.com or subscribing to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. You can also follow the show on social media by searching A6 Wellness. We cannot forget to give a tremendous thank you to our guest today. Dr. Grins was amazing and wonderful chatting with you and love today. Lastly, thank you to my producer, George, for another great show. Until then, again, adjust, aspire, affirm, action, A6 Wellness. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.